We're sitting on the most perfect beach in the world, and all we can think about is where. Where can I hook up my quantum? Digital pen part at work. Yeah, you apparently didn't put one of the new cover sheets on your TPS report. Who should we send it to first? Just a couple of people. The question is, who are they going to send it to? This podcast is brought to you by Search Engine Journal, and you're listening to Marketing Nerds. Hello and welcome to Marketing Nerds. My name is Daniel Antos. I am the copy editor for Search Engine Journal. I'm here today with Trevin Keith. He is the online marketing manager for Content Runner. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Good, Good afternoon. Yes. <laughs> today we were going to talk about um, you work from all over the world. Yes, pretty much. You are a digital self-proclaimed <laughs> digital nomad. And so let's start with where are you right now and what time is it? Well, I'm in the Philippines right now, specifically Baguio City. Um, it's 1 a.m., 1.03 a.m. to be specific. <laughs> and it's Normal working noon. hours. Yes, it's noon for me here in Eastern time in the U.S. Um, so one of the first questions I wanted to ask you is how did you get started in digital, being a digital nomad? Well, unlike most digital nomads, it was kind of forced on me rather than by choice. Um, So I'm actually not originally from the United States. I just went over um, as a college student, had a work permit, but there were some problems and I couldn't get a work visa issued to me. So I decided, well, you know what? I can work from home. So I (laughs) talked with my supervisors, with the founders of the company. I worked for a tech startup. And they said, well, I mean, you work all the time on a laptop. You have Skype to talk um, on the phone and all that. So yeah, sure, why not? Um, I decided to apply for a master's program uh, to go to Austria. I was supposed to be there this year, but there were some problems with that. Okay. So I'm in the Philippines right now. Um, yeah, so I decided, well, okay, I'm gone. Bye. Well, not really, <laughs> but bye. So Fair. yeah, it was it was kind of forced on me, but um, I, I can see it's kind of like a blessing in disguise in a way because it's really opened up the world to me. I mean, I've traveled a lot before, but right. it's really different when you go to a place and you start kind of like working there. You you right. get into a very different mindset and it's quite interesting. I'm interested in that because I do I'm I work for SCJ, of course, we're all entirely digital. So I'm based in Florida, some of us are based in the Bay Area. Um Kelsey, our executive editor, is based in Kansas City. So I'm worried about traveling. I have a month I'm planning in Denver next year, or later this year, I suppose. Do you ever get sad that you don't get to see enough of the city because you spend most of your time working? Yes. I definitely feel that a couple of times. Um, When I was in Fiji last year, I felt that a lot, especially um, my view was actually the beach. Oh, wow. And (laughs) it was so hard to not go out there. and And people there are so friendly. Like I can just walk up on the street. And people are going to come up to me. It's it's amazing. So it's really something to just, you know, especially if I'm having a problem at work. It's like, okay, you know what? Stop. I'm going to go outside, have some <laughs> picnic on the beach. Or there's right. like a bunch of restaurants that are quite affordable and view of the beach. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, I do. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm worried about that because it's like there's the blessing that you get to go. Like if you worked a nine to five, you would never get to go to these places. But at the same time, you go and I've, I'm worried that I'm only going to get half of the experience because I'm going to spend, you know, close to 40 hours working. I'm hoping to do some half days. We'll see how that works out. Usually works. I'm hoping. 
Um, so for people that do work in a regular nine to five, what does a typical day look for you? Like, obviously you're traveling all over the world. There's different time zones, but just typically you wake up, what happens? Honestly, there is no typical day in my <laughs> life. Um, I guess a typical day in my life is where something unusual happens. Something interesting. It, it might be a small thing, but right. I've never had a day that I can say like, oh, it was just like yesterday. Oh, it was just a day like a week ago. Yeah, it's, what's it's really a, different. What's one of the atypical things that typically happen to you? <laughs> it's meeting interesting people. It's that's just cool. That's that's always happened wherever I go, um, even in places I don't expect. Um, once again, back in Fiji, where when I lived in this small town, I didn't expect to meet so many people. But I mean, there's it was a it was a tourist area, and I kind of right. expected most of the tourists to kind of keep to themselves. But they kind of became Fijian in a way and got really friendly. So whenever they saw me, they just started talking, and it was just amazing meeting new people every day. Um, almost literally actually and keeping in contact with them actually like um one time i met this guy who was actually the ceo of the largest company in fiji oh wow and that's how i got to become their web marketing advisor i saw that on your linkedin <laughs> so it's like networking even though you had no intention of doing it whatsoever <laughs> nope not at all it's that's amazing. pretty awesome <laughs> what all right so i like i said i'm digital as well so I know staying focused and concentrating are yeah. a struggle for anyone who works digital. What tools do you have to recommend to people that are trying to, because there's lots of people that are like, oh, I could never work at home. You know, there's my dog, mm -hmm. there's this, I'd so get distracted. What do you use to keep yourself focused and get work done? Honestly, I'm just really passionate about what I do. I, I don't, a lot of people tell me like, oh, do you have this tool to make sure you're taking you're not taking too long on your breaks and all of that. Right. I don't use any of that. And I guess that's, you know, one thing I think anyone who's working a nine to five job um, and wants to do to, what, yeah, sorry about that, uh, wants to do something to get out of it. They just right. really need to find something that they're really passionate about because I mean, there's all these tools that can help you. And yes, I, I know they really work, but when it comes down to it, you just have to be really passionate about what you're doing. Cause at the end of the day, you're the one who's going to bring yourself back doing what you're supposed to do that's really interesting i like that i use a minimum of tools i'd use coffeeativity which is like this app that plays the sounds of a coffee shop <laughs> so i like that one that helps me just block out all the randomness and i've been mm -hmm. using trello because my biggest thing is is someone's like oh do this oh can you do this especially when you're managing a bunch of different clients um oh, yeah. oh i need you to do this newsletter and you're like crap so i do love trello that's the only one i've found but other than that, I don't use like those timers that I know you're supposed to take a break, like every what, 15 minutes, hour. I don't know. There's a new thing out every month. Um, so I agree with you. I'm not super big into tools, but when I find one, I usually tend to stick to it. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I mean, it's like if I get worn out a bit, I just either look on my G chat and see if any of my friends are online, try to talk to them um, or look up cute cat photos on Reddit. That's dangerous, though. <laughs> is but i i have learned to control myself with that that that's quite impressive <laughs> um so i know you mentioned fiji and i think that's probably been one of your favorite spots where oh, yeah. is the most the coolest place maybe besides fiji that you've ever visited oh 
That's uh, sorry, I had to take Fiji off the table because we already went there. <laughs> That's no problem. Well, that that was the first destination I was in, and I was actually there for four months. That's um, awesome. I guess one other place that was really interesting um, was this apartment that I was working out of in Manila. It was Very overlooking cool. the Araneta Coliseum, which was where Muhammad Ali had his fight. I forgot who, but oh, it was wow. just an interesting place to be. Um, I actually grew up in the Philippines, and okay. so, but I never lived in Manila. But for once, I was like, "Oh, actually, here I actually live here." And I was on like I don't remember what floor, but I was pretty high up, and it was just a really nice view. Um, had my desk facing right out the window. Very and it was nice. a big shift. It was a big shift from like the beach to big city. Yeah, kind of a culture shock, I would think. <laughs> yeah, it's actually like I step out on the street, and it's a really you know crowded place but the best thing about it is that uh there's a lot of people who live in the apartment and i know it's common in the states to have like easy delivery and stuff like that but right. the apartment really helped out with that and it's like oh i'm hungry okay i can order food comes right up to my door which is just cool also very dangerous <laughs> very very dangerous yes like you'll bring it right very helpful me? fair enough how do you um, deal with like the visas that's something I've always been interested in because I know it's hard coming from the states because they don't want you anywhere they're like no they want work visas it's really hard as a, especially as a self-employed person at least for me how do you deal with that do you have any tricks of the trade for that well actually it's significantly harder for me than any American because I don't have an American passport I actually still Fair have enough. a Philippine passport so coming to the Philippines was easy because one is a country I'm a citizen of um, but I don't consider myself at home I'm just pointing that out there. Um, as for other places, it just involves a lot of research for me. Um, I just have to make sure that everything's followed to the dot. I have right. legal documents and copies of them and authenticated copies of those. Copies of um, copies? Yes. I That's have crazy. everything ready to go. Um, like my birth certificate is also authenticated by the Department of Foreign Affairs and all of that. Uh, it's just because I'm used to all of that. So... Yeah, it's, it's, it's really tough. My advice is just look up the country that you're going to and look up their immigration law. On the bright side, I now know more about immigration law than I ever have. <laughs> Fair enough. Do you ever do like a tourist visa or do you specifically have to apply for the work visas and go through that route? I usually try to look up places that are very lax on immigration um, in terms of people just coming and going. Um, that's how I pick Fiji. Fair it's enough. just really easy for me to go in and out. Um, Thailand is also on my list. Um, it's one country that I can just go to with, for 30 days and leave after. All, they, all they're asking is for an exit ticket. Right. So in my opinion, try to focus on those places because, I mean, honestly, the visa problems will add up at some point and it's just going to look really, really hectic, more hectic than it ever should be. Um, I'm doing that right now with Austria, which is my next destination. Um, and it's, it's really tough. But how long are you going to be there? Um, I don't know yet, but hopefully two years because I'm actually there for a master's oh, wow. program while oh, still yeah, being a nomad at the same time. Yeah. So, but I'll, I'll hopefully be traveling also during that time, like when I'm having breaks and all of that. Um, right. it, it also has like some study abroad programs, even if I'm already studying abroad. Um, right. So I'll, I'll be continuing that digital nomad thing while I'm studying abroad. <laughs> Well, that's really interesting. 
Um, so last thing I want to ask you is if someone is trying to escape the nine to five life, which is kind of difficult because I think you were thrust into it a bit, what kind of yeah. advice would you give them? Well, like I said a while ago, um, just find something you're really passionate with. Right. And hopefully you can do it working from home. And it honestly, if it's something that you keep going back to on your nine to five job, if it's something you keep thinking about, that's probably what you really want to do. And hopefully it's something you can do from home. And like I said, if you can do it from home, you can probably do it from anywhere in the world. Uh, that's fair. Yeah. Well, thank and you. Also, yeah. Oh, just want to add one thing. Um, also, just get used to not seeing other people from time to time. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. This has been a really interesting conversation. All right. Thank you for listening to Marketing Nerds with Search Engine Journal. I'm Daniel Antos. I'm the copy editor for Search Engine Journal. I'm here with Traven Keith. He is the marketing manager for Content Runner. And thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your time as well. Bye. This Marketing Nerds podcast has been brought to you by Search Engine Journal. For more news, interviews, and how-to guides from marketing experts from around the world, visit us at searchenginejournal.com.